literally just came alongside me and turned in. Wait, he press tested me. I like him for the roof. Okay, I'm gonna pee in your seat. Hey, hey, steering wheel, somebody tell him to give it to me. Simply, simply lovely. Hello and welcome to another episode of Back of the Grid. I'm your host, Stu Greenwood, and I'm joined, as always, by Tom King. Hello. And Chris Evans. Hello. And we're here this week to talk about a Grand Prix that was simply, simply not lovely for (laughs) Max Verstappen. (laughs) Um, There's a lot to get through this week because there's loads of news. There's been an F2 race and obviously the F1 race. Um, So I reckon we should just get straight into it, shall we, guys? Yeah, it was a a bit more like it this week, wasn't it? Yeah, a lot more like it. Um, We had a a fast Toro Rosso Honda all of a sudden. Yeah. Faster than McLaren. (laughs) Distinctly (laughs) faster than McLaren. Much faster than McLaren. Toro Rosso Yeah, not even... There's no doubt in it, was there, really? Yeah, so uh, Gasly put it in sixth, which got him fifth on the grid after Hamilton's penalty. Yeah. Um, And... Um, I can't remember which journalist it was. I said that said it was the only time they've ever heard a team boss say we need to go and investigate why we were so fast. Like they <laughs> they didn't even realize how fast they would be in qualifying. It was a surprise to them more than anyone else. <laughs> which is amazing. Yeah, it's it's great to see. I'm really really happy to see a team like Toro Rosso doing this well. A race like this is a power race. This is a proper power yeah. race. This should not have been a Honda track no it shouldn't have been happy hunting ground for Honda the Honda engine no. that's for sure but um, they had a fairly anonymous race really they were all by themselves in the sort of no man's land weren't they between the, the big boys and the midfield yeah once the yeah. first like the opening salvo had shook out yeah um, Gasly just kind of ended up in a space of his own and just sort of pounded round yeah um, and like obviously the Red Bulls dropping out helped but he was basically fourth on merit like mm. yeah it's crazy yeah um do we think if uh the well let's go into the so speaking of the start it was a chaotic start wasn't it between it was insane first lap yeah the whole lot of them like f- first lap and a half it was just like yeah all over the place really <laughs> like wheel banging up and down the grid um but <clears throat> a big battle between hamilton and verstappen Yep, causing a, a nice puncture for Verstappen and leading Hamilton to call him a kid <laughs> at the end of the race. Yeah, <laughs> um, which actually, interestingly, I just read apparently in the um, post-race press conference, um, a journalist asked Lewis about that, um, and Vettel actually stepped in and said, "Can I answer that for him?" And basically, like, defended Lewis's right to call him a dickhead basically yeah. and uh, sort of said you know well, there's not really any other sports where there's microphones underneath their noses at all times and like yeah if you said that on a foot i mean if you put a microphone on one of the guys on a football pitch of I course yeah i <laughs> don't know what you do like you wouldn't be able to because you'd hear a lot worse than that yeah, that's for sure if, if you ever lip read a football match there's f's and Jeffs yeah, all yeah. over the pitch the thing with that is that i think lewis is in his rights to be annoyed anyway because of course yeah it was it was very clumsy from verstappen it um, really was it was like lewis could lewis knew it was happening and he did as much as he could to sort of put up a fight without being um aggressive or allow him enough racing room to, to actually make the overtake work and Max just got too deep and yeah. ended up clouting into the side so 
it, I thought it was kind of genius on Hamilton's part because he gave him just enough rope to hang himself with because Hamilton yeah. seemed to put his car in, in just the right place that, well, I mean, I'm not saying Hamilton intentionally gave Verstappen a puncture by any stretch. I'm not saying that, but Verstappen did give himself a puncture. There's no doubt. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That. Yeah, was... I, I think obviously Hamilton's intentions were basically to take that outside line because he knew if Max was going to do his usual late on the brakes, he wasn't... I think in Hamilton's head, he's thinking, if I'm on this outside, he can't go deep. So he's going to have to back out of what he's trying, yeah. is, I think, what's in Hamilton's head. But Max decided to go for it anyway. Of course, so. Hamilton knows all about that move because he did it to Rosberg about two it's years ago. It's not unlike so. what he did to Rosberg. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think Verstappen's version was a bit more... It's kind of desperate, like both races yeah, it, so far. Verstappen just seems to be overdriving and doing. I don't know. There's, there seems to be a lot of desperation and uh, unnecessary risks in his driving. It, yeah, so it just far. seemed yeah. it seemed clumsy that move today. Yeah. Well, it's almost honesty. desperate, almost desperate in the way he's he's just overdoing it, way way yeah. overdoing it at the minute. But maybe it's just maybe he's just a, a bit excited because it's a new season. We're only two races in. It's just yeah, buzzing maybe. still from being back <laughs> in the car. Um, I am. Um, I particularly enjoying this news article. Um, it says Vettel said, "I don't think it's justified to give this kind of shit question and making up a story <laughs> out of nothing." Say motorsport dot com in their story about this. It's like <laughs> <laughs> nice own goal there, motorsport yeah, Good good work. Um, <laughs> speaking of Red Bull, Ricardo on the same lap was yeah. was out himself. Just just switched itself off completely. Just, yeah. So bizarre. S- yeah, lost steering really and lost power, didn't he, basically? Yeah. And th- there's a really, really sort of sad shot of the stricken Ricardo Red Bull um, on the side of the road just by the gravel, and then Verstappen comes by it with a tyre we- well, just totally delaminated, <laughs> Three hanging off the car, limping round the track. Yeah, yeah. So, Is this going to be uh, this season now? Every race we're going to have a double retirement from someone. We had Haas in the first race, yeah. Red Bull second race. Who's next? Who's your money on next for a door? Well, time? Ferrari will obviously be Singapore. Yeah, obviously. that's what they do best. <laughs> it's their thing. <laughs> um, speaking of that, have you seen the, the openers now? The new opener for this... If you watch it in the UK, the, the Sky uh, coverage. They've got a really, uh, really I missed cool... it, actually. So they show you the... They've done like a CGI collision yeah, of, uh, on that race. And it looks amazing. It looks really cool. Last year, it was... The collision between Hamilton and Rosberg from yeah. 2016, and then mm-hmm. the year before that, it was the randomly delaminating tyres at Silverstone, where it was was it Hamilton following someone and and someone's tyre went off in front of him yeah, and like was, bits of rubber were flying at his face. They had that Kimmy, a couple of years. Oh, was it Kimmy? Yeah, yeah. I can't. Remember. I just remember yeah. it was a, it was like a, they went into a CGI onboard shot. With like bits of debris flying at the car yeah. from an exploding yeah. tire, that was the first one. This one's definitely the best one they'd done because I had to look twice at it. It looks really, it really good. Pretty good. But we're way off topic there. So <laughs> let, let's, get, <laughs> let's get back onto it. We were talking about Red Bull's uh, double retirement. Um, f- yeah, so that, that I mean that was a massive shame for Red Bull, wasn't it? Yeah, it's um, showed a lot of promise as well on Friday. It's not good. I. I mean, obviously, they were super disappointed. I honestly think, like, we'll get on to Bottas later on, I guess, but I have a feeling, come the end of the season, we'll look back on this race as a bit of an important moment in 
the way the driver lineups shake out next year. Really? Because we've because we've got a arguably underperforming Bottas and a uh, Ricardo who's not particularly pleased with his team and yeah that may have an effect on where drivers end up next year I think it, it could also be you know these early races where things like this are happening um was it was it actually a power unit thing do we know or was it an electrical thing I've not that's, seen that's anything the main question I have. yeah probably elect- I'd have thought electrical the way it, it just seemed electrical switches off it yeah. literally just switched off didn't it yeah but, it was it was going then it wasn't it just completely shut down out of nowhere yeah it could it could obviously lead to those Talks either not opening up with Renault or whether you know whether or not they go through that process with Renault again. And but you know the way that Honda's looking in that Toro Rosso, I think yeah. that Red Bull will probably be turning around to Renault in May and saying, "See you later." <laughs> I, yeah, I well, the, think with the way it looks at the minute, anyway. I I absolutely agree with you. I think based on that performance today, if they can keep that up, yeah. then come come sort of negotiation time they'll probably be going to Honda and saying go on then we'll take mm. a Honda, we'll take an engine off you for 2019 <laughs> or or or, or uh, four because that's only how many they need now isn't it <laughs> yeah four yeah. engines in theory um, yeah something tells me There's... they'll need a few more than that from Honda but yeah quite possibly well that because this is the thing that's kind of the caveat to Honda doing so well this weekend they are doing well but it's with their second of three engines for the year. So yeah. they're going to need a good engine because I think they're going to be starting way down the grid for a lot of races this year. Yeah, yeah. But this is the key where they need to be picking up points because mm, later on in the season, when they are, if you know, if it comes to that and they are suffering with, you know, penalties for a number of races towards the end of the season, points are going to be a lot more difficult, even if the engine is performing well. So I do think yeah. that results like this one today for Toro Rosso is, is what they need at the minute just to yeah. just to keep piling up the points so that they're in a better position towards the end of the year where they might struggle with grid penalties. Uh, yeah, but absolutely, I, yeah. I, I think that there's a potential there though for them you know considering that still that they could be like this year's Force India I think. Yeah. Oh, that, I mean, you've got to say it, it's a huge result for them isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, absolutely huge result for him. Having said that, the way Hamilton blitzed past him on his way through the field, yeah, there's a lot of performance to do found in that Honda. Yeah, yeah, there really is. It's the Renault guys seem to have a harder time against it, but yeah, that anything with the Mercedes engine just sort of streaked past, didn't it? Yeah. Hmm. So Hamilton streaking past people. There was one particular Hamilton streaking past people moment early in the race, which was pretty pretty spicy yeah pretty epic um yeah yeah so he, he overtook was it alonso uh a... it was alonso ocon and hulkenberg yeah because they were going two by two down the straight while hamilton alonso next to each other and yeah hulk and ocon because because hulkenberg had gone around the outside of ocon into the last corner he like yeah he nailed the um virtual safety car restart mm. which yeah left them two by two and Hamilton's just like, actually, I haven't got any time for this. I'll just take all three of you. Yeah, it, it was great because he actually got a sort of he got a double toe. Behind, he had Hamilton yeah. and I think the Renault ahead of him. The Renault was ahead of sorry, Hamilton had Alonso ahead of him, and then ahead of Alonso was a, the either the Force India or the uh, the Renault. Mm-hmm. And um, not only did he get the double toe, but he had DRS, and yeah. that combined with like 
probably party mode. Yeah. Going down the pit straight. All of that together just allowed him to pull this spectacular overtake. I mean, you, you, it's very rare you see a, a three. I mean, yeah. we, we had one last year in Azerbaijan. It was Ricardo, I think, on a Williams and a, a couple Force of others. India, but, maybe. Yeah. But this was... I feel like this was a, a a better move just because it's a shorter straight and there's a lot more riding on it. Yeah. yeah. Also, it was like when he decided to go for it and jinked out to the right, he was kind of in the pit exit and the grass yeah. on the right-hand side came across very quickly and he, he looked like he was about six inches away from being on the grass as well, which uh, could have been very messy. Yeah. Cracking move. Absolutely yeah, cracking awesome move. Yeah, awesome stuff. Um, um, they, they also had moved the DRS uh, zone a uh, hundred meters closer to the last corner as well, which I think it, Martin Brundle kept saying it seemed to work a bit too well this time. Maybe another mm. fifty meters would have done it, but uh, so that that certainly helped. What's next? What should we talk about next? Should we talk about Ferrari? I guess so. Yeah, I mean, so Ricardo re- retiring caused that virtual safety car, and that kind of it wasn't long after that when all the pit stops started to trigger, was it? Because um, mm. it was it was a bit early f- to pit under the virtual safety yeah, car, definitely. but um, yeah, most people expected to be on two stops. So it was Bottas that pitted first, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, Bottas was the first to sort of to sort of pull the trigger. Yeah, so um, Ferrari he... obviously reacted with Raikkonen first, as they tend to do. Yeah, and that was when we had the it didn't go terrifying great. moment. Didn't go great. <laughs> didn't go. Great. Didn't go great, particularly for one of the mechanics who suffered a a double broken leg and probably a, looking at it, probably a dislocated knee as well. Like yeah, just a. It's going to be on crutches for a while. This guy it was um, really horrible. Our hearts go out to him and his family and his team. Uh, that, Francesco, a, I believe his name bad. is. Francesco, um, wish you well, Francesco. Yeah, um, a speedy recovery. Indeed. Um, it looked like a horrible, horrible injury. But yeah, it really I, I, was. Thankfully, it wasn't any worse than a broken leg. Yes. Um, Do we know what was, was a, uh, what was actually wrong with the rear? Because the the reason that the accident happened in the first place was the fact oh, they just, did not even manage to get the left rear off, had they? Yeah. Yeah, they, they, I think the uh, wheel gun issue. Right. So they had a wheel gun. They had a wheel nut issue in practice yes, one with, Rica- yeah. uh, with Raikkonen. Um, and they never really said properly what it was. I think probably mostly out of fear of getting a fine for releasing him unsafely. Yeah. Uh, not that they need to worry about fines when they're spending six hundred million that. a year on their car. But well, they're probably getting half that from the FIA, but never mind that. They've got another um, fifty thousand euro one to pay now because of that this afternoon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, that happened, and I think it's probably. I imagine it it must be related to that in some way. Well, what it it seems like so when the teams have like the automated systems I think is most of them now there's sensors that say when the wheel is on the car and mm. there's a green light for each one then when all four of those lights are green then the guy at the front presses the everything's okay button and the driver gets the green light. But I think the that rear left they had such a problem with the wheel gun that the original wheel didn't even come off. So I guess as far as the automated system was concerned, there were four wheels on the car. It just didn't necessarily yeah. Yeah. happen to be the right four wheels. Um, yeah. So yeah, they set him off with three super softs and a soft. And there was still a man in the way of the rear wheel. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
this of course meant that Kimmy left the pits and then immediately well p- left the box and then immediately stopped to get out of the car because obviously you can't drive around you can't drive onto the track with unmatched wheels um and he 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 just retired there and then yeah and it it left a stricken ferrari mechanic just on the floor in the box so they couldn't pit at that point they there was just no way they would have been able to pit vettel because they had to deal with this yeah. this poor chap who'd got a broken leg in their feet and it looked damn painful it was horrible um, yeah. which in hindsight actually might have worked in vettel's favor a little bit it's because that it is probably possible. delayed him making his pit stop by a couple of laps which come the end of the race those two laps might have made all the difference actually yeah it, it it was a really crucial point in the race because it was the point where hamilton really had to turn it on to start sort of trying to reel in vettel and vettel needed some really really fast laps to maintain the gap and it was at the point where they were it's like do we pit don't we pit you know, are we going to stick with these tyres and say on a one stop, or are we going to pit again and do a two stop and come out behind Hamilton and then have to ho- overtake him? Mm. But that incident just made their mind up for him. They they had to go to yeah. the one stop then. What what we did get though in the end was a pretty crazy two two sort of separate races going on. Well, one race, but on totally separate parts of the yeah. track. And you never really which was it could have gone in multiple directions as well. It was. This kind of race is what the Pirelli promise should always have been. This is the kind of race that the Pirelli tyre specifications should generate. These Everything's on the cusp of a couple of different versions of the strategy, yeah. so you get different people trying different things. And, I mean, hopefully this is a result of Pirelli say they've got lots of very new... Uh, sophisticated simulation software that is that they're using to work out the best combination of tyres to take to each race. So hopefully this is a direct result of that and it'll be something we'll see for the rest of the year all being well. Yeah, yeah. hopefully. It'd be great if it is because yeah. it was absolutely nail-biting. But it was from, absolutely from really from fascinating. that halfway point. Normally, I say this a lot, normally a race will get sort of a halfway point where it'll sort of have a uh, quite a deep lull. Yeah, but this didn't really seem to no, have not that, at all. did it? Like a, a lot happened. Yeah, there was there was a lot going on throughout the race, up and down the pack. So there was always, you know, e- even if you were in a bit of a, a phase where everyone was finding the pace on a new set of tires, like round sort of you like say lap twenty sort of mark when most people had made the first pit stops around when Kimmy when Kimmy had the issue. From even that point, there were like sort of little things going on further down the pack that you could, you know, focus in on yeah. just for five minutes while everyone found the the pace on the softs, and then it sort of went back to what was going on at the front of the pack and things like that. I so, mean, good race all round, mid- really. That midfield group with like the McLarens, the Hasses, the Renaults, um, one of the Sauber's was in there. I think like they just always seemed to be within like two seconds of each other at all times. Like there was always at least four or five cars like yeah. nose to tail in that midfield pack. Yeah, yeah. I think by the time they ended the race, they were all they were still pretty close together. Like that yeah, coming around the final totally. corner, there were about there were a whole bunch of cars just jockeying for position. There was about five cars all crossed the line yeah. within two seconds. In of fact, each other. Um, Perez pipped somebody on the line actually. Yeah, he did by like a, a thousand or something. Actually, like hundred. Speaking of Perez and Hartley, I don't know if you remember right at the start of the race. There was they mentioned. I think <gasps> they said right at the start they were under investigation for were, some. Yeah, there was something that went on between formation lap shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. So, 
um, the stewards have like did made a decision on this now. So it looks like Hartley was a bit tardy off the line, and Perez overtook him at the start of the formation lap. Then the FIA said during the formation lap, Perez made basically made no effort whatsoever to let Hartley get back past him. Um, so as a result, uh, they gave Perez a 30-second penalty on his race time, uh, which demoted him from, I think, 12th to 16th. Yeah, he finished 16th, officially. Just ahead yeah. of Harley. So this was outside the points. Still outside the yeah. points, though. Yeah, luckily they were both outside the points. So bear in mind, he got the penalty for not making any effort to let Hartley back through. And then also said that um, Hartley um, lost the position on the formation lap, didn't regain the position, and apparently in that situation you're supposed to then go and start from the pit lane. And because he didn't start from the pit lane, he also got given a 30-second penalty. So they give Perez a penalty for not letting Hartley back through, and then they give Hartley a penalty for not overtaking Perez. Just just clarify that what they've said there with Hartley again, because I was always under the impression that... If you slow away from your box, you have the right to regain that position during the formation lap to sort the order back out. The key yeah. thing was if everybody had left the grid and overtaken you, that's when you either had to go to the back of the grid or the pit lane because everybody had overtaken you because that's always been the key with cars that have stalled on the line and things when you used to get that, wasn't it? They'd they'd have to go start from the pit lane because everybody had overtaken well, them. Well, a, a stall, though. A stall's a different it thing says to this, isn't it? They have to, um, oh, they have to recover their position by the before the first safety car line, which is normally um, just before the final corner normally, isn't it? I think it's just before the final turn at Bahrain for sure. And yeah, if you if you don't recover your position by the first safety car line, you're supposed to then pull into the pits and re- and start from there. So, what was Perez blocking him or something? It just says he made no efforts to let him back through. So I think Perez just carried on going at normal speed, and then Hartley didn't go any faster to try and overtake See, him. So well, surely it's Hartley's responsibility to go faster and go faster. But the, I suppose I there's what... there's a weird scenario that we we're not fully aware of in the sense of is he on the radio to the team saying can I go past it because obviously the rule is you don't overtake on a a formation lap so you know he could be in conversation with the team trying to say like you know can someone ask Charlie if I can overtake him like we don't know the full extent of it but same with him being slow off the line in the first place you know he could have had something going on that he was trying to sort plus like let's remember this is only Hartley's what fifth or sixth Grand Prix I think mm. if that yeah that's true. Either way, it's, it's all just a bit weird. It's all, you've got plenty of time. There's loads of time there to yeah. get on the phone to Charlie. You know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, a, so. it's a button push away. It's a one. You push one button and you're through to Charlie. So it's a bit messy. I'd, it's all a bit. Well, yeah, it just, it's just weird both. that they both get penalties for it. It yeah. cancels yeah, each other I mean, out. Well, that's the other thing. Like, yeah, what's the well? It, 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 Penalises both and the people behind them benefit. To be f- because of some because of two silly mistakes. To be fair to Perez, he got off slightly lighter because they didn't give him any penalty points in his license. But I think Hartley got given two penalty points. What? They give him penalty points for that? Yep. That's hard. That is harsh. That does feel harsh. Then again, I guess that feels more harsh than a than I guess. Pre- why, why give them time penalties and, and penalty, penalty points yeah. for silly? Yeah, I guess it's procedures, silly. procedure, isn't it? And if you're not following. Yeah. I don't know. Either way, they both got demoted from not in the points to even further out of the points, so it's a little bit (laughs) inconsequential. 
was that your bit of tasty news that you were telling me about before? Yeah, that was that was we the weird bit of news that I wanted to tell you. That's so that's such a bizarre thing to happen. That's kind yeah. of weird. Um anyway. so anyway, in the in the final laps of the race we got an absolute treat from uh, from Bottas and the being chased Vettel. It, it did look um, for a while like Mercedes had played a blinder, didn't it? Like did. Yeah. They very nearly did. It was so close. Um, yeah. In the end... <laughs> six tenths over the yeah. line. Yeah. I mean, Bottas made a couple of small mistakes while he was chasing Vettel, but nothing major. And in the end, he basically yeah. only had really one shot at overtaking him. And he didn't look that committed to trying, to be honest. He didn't, did he? I think his tyres were... It looked like both their tyres were gone. And because... Bottas was on the more durable tire. His had a little bit more life in him, but they were still not really yeah, raceable. Yeah, which kind of brings it back to what I was saying before about Ricardo. Like the first thing I said to you guys was, if Ricardo had been sat in that Mercedes at that point, he would have hit the brakes later than he had hit the brakes all weekend and slung it up the inside and hoped it stuck. And going up the inside into turn one in Bahrain a lot of the time doing that you will come out on top and like Bottas didn't yeah. really it was a half-hearted attempt it was yeah which was disappointing like... given all the work he had done to catch up at that point and the yeah. that Mercedes had given him the strategy to put him in that position it was a bit di- I, it... I was kind of disappointed that he didn't put more of an effort into it to be honest it, it smacks of a driver who's not going for a championship and just going for points for the team. Yeah. yeah. To me, that. And you could argue that a safe second is better than wiping out and getting nothing. nothing. Then again, yeah. I'm sure they wouldn't have minded if he had wiped himself and Vettel out and Hamilton would have won. Yeah, yeah. just taken that. Exactly. If taken Vettel that, with him. That, that, that would have been. Would Mercedes rather have. 25 clear points for Mercedes. Would they yeah. rather have a win or a second and third? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's by um, the way. Yeah. So what they got in the end was a second and a third, and uh, Vettel got obviously got the win. Just held on. Um, just, just held on. And even on on the radio, he was saying those tires were gone. Yeah, they yeah. were gone. That's like ten said. laps. Yeah. Like Martin Brundle at one point pointed out, um, out of the hairpin on like the back straight, you could hear his wheel spinning up for a good hundred meters down the straight. There was just yeah. like no grip yeah, left it, through the gears. Yeah. Through the gears that his wheels were spinning, absolutely crazy. No grip. What it was like he was driving on the wet. Absolutely <laughs> crazy. Um, fair play to him. Um, I, I said to I said to you, Chris, and I during the during the race, if if he wins it, fair enough. I had money on um, on Bottas, and I was still like, if Vettel yeah, wins this, fair enough. Uh, so um, that's that's basically I think every all the big bits covered for the race. There's a lot to get through, so that's all we're going to do for the race. Other than uh, move of the day, who are you saying? Mm, the, the triple's got to be up there, hasn't it? Surely, Is the, I, the triple was. To good. be honest, the only other thing I can think of that would um, compare to that would be. Uh, Hulkenberg going around the outside of Ocon into the final corner after the virtual safety car, but all that really yeah, around the outside. But yeah. all that really was was just the setup for Hamilton to then pass all three of them. So, yeah, that was just kind of like the appetizer for Hamilton's uh, main course. Yeah, I suppose that collectively we could say that that whole thing was the move of the day because it did yeah. feel like just one great big maneuver from everyone. Yeah, collectively, and they managed yeah. to all not hit each other's, which was nice. Yeah. Yeah, 
and Alonso but managed I mean, to get I a suppose... place back out of it because he got yeah. Ocon in the whole thing that was going on in head, ahead of him. He managed to nip past Ocon during that. So, yeah. I've got to say, though, if we're giving it to an individual in that scenario, the driver who goes up three places yeah, it's, is probably it's a, the it's one absolutely who deserves the... Hamilton. Nothing, I don't yeah, think anything else in that race comes close, does it? No, absolutely not. Um, driver of the day. Um, I mean, Vettel is definitely in with the show. I mean, to hold on for the win with the worst tyres in the world um, <laughs> is pretty impressive. Yeah, um, a G- Gasly deserves a shout, I think. Very much so. That yeah. was really impressive. Again, like, he's only... He's, what, his fourth, fifth race, I think, in F1? Um, uh, totally. He did, like... Two last season, and this is his second season. Yeah, I think so. Season, four. Um, but, yeah, like, showed so much... Well, showed the speed that we saw him show in uh, Formula 2 when he won the title there, and, yeah, just kept his head. Really, really impressive drive from him. Yeah. Who el- Who's this I see on this list, driver of the day? I know, right? I, this I, Ericsson. I surprised myself when I wrote this down. <laughs> we give Ericsson a lot of stick, but Ericsson took his Sauber from 17th on the grid to 9th, and he was like... Is that Ericsson's first points in Formula 1? Not his first ever. No, it's, it's not his first, first points while. in Formula 1. Oh. I'm being harsh there. I'm yeah, you've, you've, been, you've been overly harsh. harsh. There's, yeah, there's yeah. unfair criticism and criticism. Unfortunately, <laughs> that falls into the unfair category. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, he was like, he worked his way up. He beat both of the Force Indias, um, one of the Renaults. Like, he was, yeah, he was re- I think he was really good driving. It's probably the best drive I've seen him put in in Formula One, to be honest. And the official driver of the day was Gasly. Yeah, and I find myself agreeing with that, to be honest. You do. My vote goes to Vettel. Um, just to do what he did on, on tyres that were just way, way yeah. past it. Especially with two Mercedes um, breathing down his neck. Yeah, to come away with the win, that was a champion's drive for me, so I've, my vote goes to Vettel. So you got deciding vote. Oh, you might you might get vote for Ericsson, Tom. Who you saying? <clears throat> I'm sticking with Gasly. Gasly. Sticking with my Gasly. Cool beans. So that's Gasly, driver of the day. Back of the grid, driver of the day. Nice. Um, And finally, the WTF moment. Do we have a soundbite this week for that? Of course we do. What's a crazy question, (laughs) Stu? (laughs) Honestly, what the f*** are we doing here? Oh, actually, I, I, I do love it when it's Vettel's when Vettel wins, and then we use that sound effect. That always pleases. <laughs> me. I also or, we also or if he mention... is the WTF moment. That's, yeah, uh, that's another that's, good. That, I mean, time. that's the ultimate. That's the ultimate situation, isn't it? We should also Go mention on, Chris, that sorry. we had the first uh, Vettel blue flag of the year as well. I was today. just about to say the same yeah. thing. Where is the blue flag? <laughs> blue flag. I'm going to end up putting blue that song flag. on in, in a minute. <laughs> it's, it's a tune. It is. It a is tune. a good tune. Uh, we'll have to link to that in the description. We will definitely link to the Every week song. <laughs> I think there's two main contenders for that, right? Um, yeah, I'd say so. Red Bulls uh, both falling over within the space of a lap of each other. Yeah. It's pretty very bad. disappointing. And then, the, obviously, the Ferrari unsafe release, man. How how does that happen? I, that I was shocked by that. Yeah, I, I would probably not go with the Ferrari unsafe release had they not already done it once in the same weekend as well. Yeah. So I think off the back of that, I probably am going to go with Ferrari on that one. It, it's a little like the Haas scenario again, isn't it? Where sort of the thing had kind of happened once in the race and then somehow managed to happen again. 
um, yeah. in Australia. It's I know that these things happen, I guess, but yeah, it was a bit of a weird one. But yeah. I, I don't know. Would you say Red Bull in general? Because I'd, I'd maybe go a bit more specifically with Verstappen himself for the silly move yeah. that put him out of the race yeah, in the first possibly. place. Because there was nothing wrong with it, with the car itself other than he no. decided to shove it into the side of Hamilton's and damage the wheel. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, it was just overly zealous, wasn't it? It yeah. was bumptious to the extreme. There's just no point. He was, as Hamilton said, driving like a, uh, a phallus <laughs> head. It's <laughs> <laughs> one way of putting it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm, we'll probably still have to delete that, uh, bleep that. Out, that's a weird word, isn't nah, it? Anyway, it's, it's perfectly fine. That word. It's the other one that's the issue. <laughs> uh, speaking of bleeping things out, did you hear Magnuson on Team Radio this weekend? He was effing and jeffing all over the place, wasn't he? Yeah, he was like a trooper. He, he basically turned Absolutely. the f word into a piece of punctuation for every sentence that he came yeah. on the Team Radio with. Yeah, also, yeah, yeah. just the first it, few laps, Magnuson was just. Everywhere, all over the place, slicing across. <laughs> he was, yeah, yeah. He, he just went a bit crazy. He wiped didn't across he? the front. He wiped across the front of one of the Force Indias. He, he was he? really he lucky there, there actually. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was inches off. Yeah, I, but, um, but who, who, who are we awarding? Who are we awarding for? Do we get inside? I'm, I'm going Ferrari. I'd go Verstappen for his silly bump. Um, ah, damn it! <laughs> Both of those. Can I vote for both? No. That's a, yeah, we could split the award for once, <laughs> no. I guess. I don't know. We could split it. I mean, there, there were two. Very, uh, I don't know. I think if you really, the worst one for me is probably the Ferrari one because it's just, it's op, it's operational and it is a real for me. It's a real life WTF yeah. moment. Yeah. Not just in racing, but in the world. <laughs> like, it's just how how is how do we find ourselves in a situation where a car can. Run a professional racing car, racing team can run one of their staff over. It does, <laughs> which is effectively yeah. what It's crazy. Yeah. It's wrong. It does it's bad. Sort of bring back the argument of are pit stops too fast these days? Yeah, like I was, I was going to bring that up actually. Th- there's, there is zero margin for error. Like something goes wrong in a pit mm. stop, and this is the, what can happen. Doesn't always happen, but can happen. I'd... I feel mm. like there's just not enough in place to stop it happening in the first no. place. The the, the 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 systems are not robust enough to stop these things happening. And you we, you see a lot of close shaves during the yeah. Pit stops. There's you you're relying on that specific system as well, and there's no there's no backup for it. There's no fallback. So if something does go wrong with that green light system that they have, then it's you know, it's game over in like in that scenario, isn't it? You know, the car yeah. either somebody's getting hurt or like the car's leaving missing a wheel or something. Like, the, the, you you yeah. never sort of seem to get a scenario where it's recovered from that. It's like the car goes and ends up pulling up somewhere around further down the track mm. more often than not when that kind mm. of thing happens. Yeah, it's tricky. I feel I feel like they're say they've been sailing for for a long time they've been sailing really really close to the wind with some of this stuff yeah i mean to me it's that bloke's lucky to be alive today yeah in in seriousness that could have been a whole lot worse than it was yeah definitely and same with there was a few years ago i think it was in um, barcelona and a wheel came loose in the pit lane and it hit a cameraman in the back and again that could have been so much worse yeah 
It's that they need to sort this out because I mean people, these these are people's lives. One stake. very easy way would be what do what almost every other racing series in the world does and just have less people working on the car at any one time. Yeah, like pretty like yeah. even like the other top end series like IndyCar and WEC. It's like there's never more than half a dozen people doing the work on the car at any one moment. Yeah, yeah like a lot of series are limited to a man per mm. yeah. wheel, aren't they? Yeah, there is such a crowd around the car hmm. that it must be very difficult for the bloke to see. Yeah, it's got to, to. Pe- to press the button. The guy who's pressing the button, it must be very difficult to. I think that they should bring back the lollipop men. They should make it absolutely that, yeah. mandatory that you have a man stood in front of the car who stands out of the way when it is safe to go, and that'd solve all these problems because these the drivers when there's just a light to go to, there's no real peril. They just see the light and they yeah. go. And the teams obviously want that. And, of course, it's in their DNA. They want to do everything as fast as they possibly can. But there comes a point where it's just too dangerous and it's needless. it doesn't need to be this dangerous. No, not at all. So put something in place to stop these things happening. And it's, it's tricky because it's like pit stops are like... They're so impressive and so oh, cool yeah. to watch. Like when Williams a few years ago did a 1.89-second yeah. pit stop... And I remember sending that round, like a video of that, to people at work who know nothing about motorsport and have no interest whatsoever. And they're all like, "What on earth did I just watch? That's one of the coolest things I've yeah. ever seen." And it is, yeah, it is. Mega. You know, it's again pinnacle of motorsport and all that. And it, they do things that no one else in the world does. But as you said, they've been sailing very close to uh, peril for yeah. a while now. I, I'm not saying change it as such. I'm just saying. Keep it the same. Just have the systems there to make it yeah. safer. You know, there must be more. It, that maybe, can be done. maybe it would slow it down a little bit. But there must be a way of doing it just as quick, but just way safer. And even if that is having a bloke stood in front of the car and then stepping out of the way. See, I thought I remembered um, either reading or watching something that explained that one of the ways that the traffic light systems worked was that each of the wheel gun men had a button on the wheel gun to say, I'm finished. Some, even mm. something, in theory, as straightforward as that, would help, because if he's got to push a button to say, I'm finished, you mm. can't release the car until all four buttons have been finished. I know there's like other factors in the pit stop as well that... In in terms of making sure certain other people are clear, because you know you've got you've got two guys bracing the car either side, haven't you? You've got someone potentially yeah. leaning in for a visor clean you know, and stuff like that. You don't get that so much anymore, but there's yeah. there's, there's an interaction with the driver in some pit stops. Um, yeah. So yes, you probably need more, but I think that if that doesn't exist in all teams, maybe something like that should potentially become a mandatory thing where there's a way of everybody reporting yeah, in to say, I am finished. I think I'm right yeah, in saying that, that something they happened. started off with that and then moved from that to a more automated system because that can save yeah. a tenth or two by automating it. That's that's definitely sounds like the logic. So yeah. maybe they need to mandate is... going back to a slightly more manual system, like I, you say. Yeah, exactly. Like, this, this has become the longest WTF <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> we've ever done. But good. Yeah. Carry on. I, I was just going to say, um, <clears throat> it's... Like a sub three second pit stop is still impressive and quick, and yeah. by having oh, the button so, yeah. on the gun for a bit of added backup of 
everybody is finished, I think you'd still achieve a three-second pit stop or quicker quite easily. So I, mm. I can't see why that isn't an option to go back to. Yeah. So, so are we award? So did we conclude that the award goes to Ferrari for this? I think for how long we've just spoken about it, it might have to. We probably have to. We, I mean, we've got to have. We? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's that then. Well done, well done, Ferrari. Um, I'm gonna blast through now the Formula Two races yes. really, really quick because they are well worth talking about. This they weekend. were brilliant. Um, they were absolutely next level. The feature race was just on another level. We had a, an absolute masterclass from Lando yeah. Norris in his first F2 race. Um, he was super, super kind to his tyres to win the feature race by a good 10 seconds. Um, and it, then in the sprint race, which in which he started 8th, because they do a reverse grid in Formula 2 for the sprint race, down to 8th, um, he started in 8th and finished yeah. in 4th. So he started well ahead yeah. of where he started, and he was actually part of a four-way fight for the lead at one point. Um, another driver who had a smashing race, or two smashing races, was uh, Markelov, the Russian time driver. Um, he finished third in the feature race from the pit lane, having stalled yeah. it on the grid, um, and he almost got second in the in the feature race, um, and he got a win in the uh, in the sprint race. So well done to Markelov. Um, in the sprint race, there was two seconds between eighth and twelfth at the end of the sprint. It was it was an end much like the end of the Formula One race, where you had a, a whole gaggle of cars mm. coming around the final corner at more or less the same time, and drag racing <laughs> each other down to the to the line. Um, there were a lot of stalls in these new cars um, on the line over the weekend. We had uh, three stalls. At the off the line on the sprint race, and then for the parade lap for the just before that for the parade lap for the sprint race, there were two stalls there as well. So oh no, five stalls for the sprint race, which is bizarre. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. But you never see that happen. Um, one of the stalls was our friend George Russell. Yeah, sadly. he had a really poor weekend, unfortunately. After a good yeah, qualifying, poor, poor by his own standards. Yes, yeah. he had a decent qualifying. Yeah, but poor, just poor races by. And we said, you know, we say poor. He finished fifth in the in the feature race, and he was pretty far. He was very poor in the in the sprint race, to be fair, because of the storm. Yeah. Um. So it was a tough weekend, but there is hope for for George yet. Yeah, as the last time they had new cars in Formula Two, they had sixteen podium finishes that season. Bodes well. It yeah. does bode well. Um. These new cars. Obviously, sounds like they're very difficult to get moving. Um, they are V6 turbos this year. Um, they had V8 naturally aspirated engines last year, but um, quite a change. These, these, yeah, it's quite a big change, and they're a cracking looking car. Yeah, they look great, and they can still race as well, which is yeah. brilliant. Yes. Um, yeah. I will say, I mean, I know a lot of attentions on Lando Norris and George Russell this season, <clears> but <throat> he very much looks like. Um, uh, Markelov, who is in his this is his fifth season of GP2 slash F2 now, and I think he's from going to be very much up there based on this first couple of races as well. Um, yeah, he likes this car. Doesn't yeah, he? it's weird. A lot of the names who've been around in F2 slash GP2 for a few years now, like um, Fuoco, Giotto, uh, Latifi, uh, they all seem to be struggling quite a bit. Um, it was generally the newer guys who were up the front, but uh, Mark Love's the one that was booking that trend, and I think he's going to be well up there with uh, Lando Norris this year. Yeah. Yes, some of the moves he pulled in the uh, in the yeah. 
uh, feature feature race. Really, just... yeah, just electrifying to watch. He's he's yeah, proper he's really proper good. strong moves. Yeah. Um, did you see any of the uh, GP two F two races? I can't get out of the habit. Of <laughs> it was GP two for a long time. To be fair, <laughs> yeah, and it was. We need a second season of F two now. Yeah. <laughs> kick that habit. Uh, did you see? Uh, it? I, unfortunately, I had to catch it as highlights, but I have seen it now. Um, so yeah, it, Markelov, like Chris is saying, is sort of is he's done four full seasons, and he's sort of he's got progressively better each year. Sort of from being quite down the order in his first year, he sort of got to top ten, and then came second to Leclerc last year. So he's progressing with time, and I'm I'm interested to see how he does continue throughout the rest of the season because this is probably as good a chance as any for him to actually take that title and as far as I remember he signed yeah. up as a part of the Renault programme so there's potential for him to move towards a seat there I guess uh, uh, afterwards yeah yeah he did, he did have mm. Renault very distinct Renault overalls on yeah, yeah you tend, you tend to find so. that most of the drivers like that as you know with deliveries they tend to do the overalls as well but or, or, or at least one or the other so um, yeah I'm pretty sure he's, a, he's in the Renault programme to some degree yeah. I'm actually surprised. He, he strike, he, uh, I'm actually surprised that Lando Norris's car isn't painted up like uh, McLaren, to be honest. Given that he's very much McLaren's well, protege. Weirdly, I don't think any of the McLaren drivers ever have had liveries in no. the lower formula because Ferrari do it, uh, Red Bull do it with their junior drivers. But there's definitely been other McLaren drivers. Um, someone like um, Magnussen. Magnussen came through their system, and I don't think he had. McLaren no, colours. Although no. I do vaguely remember seeing a silver car with the McLaren on the side. You know the McLaren. I don't even know what you call it. The speed line thing that they have as the logo. Mm-hmm. I do vaguely remember seeing a car similar to that a couple of years ago in either GP two or GP three. Yeah. Well, what about the? I mean, Gasly's car in GP two. Was it? Yeah, it was. It was GP two yeah. then. Gasly's car. He had a. Yeah, he had the full Rebel yeah, livery. Red Bull, Red Bull, Bull Red usually Bull do. Yeah, yeah, and Leclerc last year had and a baby the, Ferrari. The, yeah, yeah, the Force India guys, the BWT. Yeah, there's one of those. Oh yeah, of course, there's those now. Yeah, that, that was in second. I forget the name of the chap who. Hang on a minute, I can get. I can get the name of the chap who who came second. It was Max Gunther. Yes, Maximilian Gunther, the young. Oh yeah, he drives for Arden, doesn't he? Yeah, um, which is the yes, team that correct. Christian Horner is uh, involved in. Yeah. Um, just speaking of, just back to Michael for a second. Um, he strikes me as the Zlatan Ibrahimovic <laughs> of GP two F F F two F two. Um, he he's got a number one on his car, which is quite quite <laughs> it's a, a statement. Galling, I'm sure, for the other drivers. Bit of a statement. And um, someone asked him why he thinks he will win the F two championship this season, and he says because I am. <laughs> because I am Mark Love. I think, in fairness, in yeah. or, like his defence, I believe that the reason he's got the number one is because Russian time were constructors' championships last year, so they get one and two. Oh, of course. In the same way yeah, that yeah, I don't choose the numbers. Leclerc and Fuoco last year were one and two because Prima won the drivers. Uh, sorry, the constructors in. Yeah, I think they won in 2016. Like we're still GP2. I want to say that they did anyway. Yeah, it was yeah, with Gasly so. and um, uh, Gasly. Uh, and Giovinazzi. Yes, there you go. Yeah. Giovinazzi, that's it. Yeah, but that's um, no excuse that for I am Markov. 
Although I do like I am no, Markov. I, I am Artem yeah. Markov. I am Artem Markov. It's a good name. Legend. Good name for a racing driver. Um, yeah. So I am going to blast us through. Ah, uh, let's do predictions. Actually, we've only got a short amount of time left. So shall we go into yeah, predictions, let's do chaps? It. Do you want me to run us through last week? Not last week. Yeah, today. Really the Grand Prix happened yeah. today. Yes, Today's God, all over the place. The last race. We should say the, the last most race, recent race, really, which or, was or the, the Bahrain Grand Prix. The most recent race. Yeah. Uh, it yes. was a pretty rough week. Considering a <laughs> for random... everybody to be fair, not even just us. It was yeah. It was horrendous for us. A random yeah. driver was Vettel. Um, it was pretty bad. So our top scorers we had uh, Oleg uh, Sidorov, Anders Varda, and Dominic Poole all got three points each. They all got Vettel uh, for pole and winner. And obviously, random driver was Vettel, so they went first there as well. Um, I like how the three of those have got progressively easier. <laughs> yeah, I appreciated that. As they go I did them in that order. What I do reason. find interesting um, is the number of people that went with Kimi Raikkonen um, across the board. Yeah, Raikkonen was quite popular. Don't listen to me, people. If that if that's your if that's your <laughs> reason for basing your decision on Kimi Raikkonen, please stop listening to me. <laughs> Yeah, everyone who didn't score yeah. points for fastest qualifying winner, most people were some combination of Raikkonen and Hamilton. Yeah. Um, to be fair, Raikkonen was very fast for the entire weekend. Definitely don't listen to me because I told someone to co- just copy my <laughs> predictions because I was in for a clean sweep this week. And no. obviously I jinxed hot myself no. because I didn't get a single one. In fact, all three of us scored a hot zero this week. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. We weren't even close on anything, um, realistically. No. Languishing. There were, the, in uh, our defence, there were a well, lot yeah. of zeros this week. There were more than half the people who entered this week got zero. It was a really tricky week. Um, obviously, first DNF, I don't think anybody got uh, Ricardo for that. Uh, so going to the standings, uh, Tom Austin Morgan is now our leader on six points. Uh, Dominic Paul, Hendrik Lindoff, uh, Jake Petrosky and Oleg Sidorov all just behind on five points. Um, we are Tom, you're eighth. I'm thirteenth, and Stu is twenty fourth oh on three, two, <laughs> and one points respectively. So we're a wow. little behind. Those are some big gaps. That's that's just testament to how many people are entering this year. It's great to see oh, so yeah, many people. Definitely. Yeah. To be fair, there's there's only so many positions between me and you, Stu, because there's lots of other people who also scored two in that <laughs> space. So yeah, yeah. Um, but there we go. So, uh, moving straight on to next week, the Chinese Grand Prix has its back-to-back time. Um, mm-hmm. So last year uh, was uh, the race that started with a wet grid, uh, but it wasn't actually raining, so it was sort of slightly chaotic with tyres. Uh, Hamilton won from pole. Uh, Bottas spun under the safety car and did terribly, you may remember. Um so the race, oh, yeah, yeah Lewis Hamilton was pole last year. Race result was Hamilton, then Vettel, then Verstappen. Um, this the terrible <clears> six. This was the race it. where um, Giovinazzi crashed under the bridge thing twice, wasn't it? It was, yes. And and do oh, you yeah. remember um, Juan Carlos Sainz Jr. potentially being brave and thinking we all thought he was a genius for his tyre choice. And then he spun and very nearly oh, yeah. put it in the wall in like turn two, turn three. I do remember that. Yeah. Let's dive into predictions. Uh, Stu, you can go first this week. Who are you going for for pole position? 
pole position or fastest uh, qualifier i should goes... say we had a few questions on this yeah, well, throughout we... the week actually to just clarify that we do this based on the fastest qualifier so you can ignore any penalties it's just the person who is fastest in yeah. q3 so for bahrain yeah. it could feasibly so the... have been hamilton even though we already knew he had a five place penalty yeah and so just to, just to phrase that exactly how we should it's the fastest in q3 before penalties yes because it's possible that there could be like a wet qualifying in in the final session and then you'd get the fastest person would be in the obviously the session before yeah. so it's always in q3 so basically yeah, pole, posi- in pole position before penalties <clears throat> and that will beast you. And that will, I'm just <laughs> trying to say, time. is that what you did? <laughs> really <laughs> Do you want to explain that once more, just to be yeah, sure? Maybe I will. Uh, no, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna change my habit this week and go for Vettel. Oh, sorry, I'm writing it in. You could write. Yeah, you 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 speak. I'll write it all in. <laughs> okay. Oh, this is this is really tricky because I've gone Hamilton both races so far. <sighs> China. I'm sticking with Hamilton. I'm sticking with Hamilton. Hamilton. Ah, uh, and Tom. I'm sorry. I'm, taking I'm going to do the same because it's very much a power circuit, really, isn't it? So a lot of top yeah. speed requirement so, for that back straight. I yeah, absolutely. Um, so I I'll go first for winner. I'm going to stick with Hamilton again. I may live to regret it. I'm going double ham again. Double ham. Um, unfortunately it is going to be a very boring week between me and you I think Chris because I'm doing the same and how about you Stu you're no fun are you Uh, I'm going to (laughs) go Vettel I think he's going to get three in a row unfortunately being fun last week cost me all the points (laughs) that were available so (laughs) last week I thought I wasn't being fun I was like deadly serious last week and I still ended up with that point yeah I was quietly confident last week um Right, first retirement. Uh, last year that was uh, Lance Stroll, lap one collision. Lance Stroll. Uh, Tom. Um, I think Gasly's going to come down from his high of fourth to a, a terrible <laughs> first corner decision. Whoa. Crashing oh, that's into so it harsh. Is, it is harsh, but <laughs> he's nothing against the guy. I just think that's the way this sport works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I am going to say, looking down the list now is the most likely. Uh, you know what? Based on today and the fiery temper, temperament, um, I'm going to say Magnus. K-Mag. It's a good shout. It's a good shout. I like that. I'm going to go more woes for Red Bull and go for Verstappen. Verstappen. Uh, number of finishers. Last year it was 15. There were a lot of early last season. There were loads of retirements. How many finishes did we yeah, get? Seventeen. Today? today it was seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah, it was only the the uh, Red Bulls um, and then Raikkonen. Um, Raikkonen technically wouldn't have needed to retire if it wasn't for the for the wheel issue. Yeah, so, we've had some yeah. good reliability so far, really, for early season. Who who's first? Uh, who's going first? Stu, I think short turns go first. Uh, I am going to say sixteen. I am. Also going to say sixteen. Um, hmm. It's quite heavy on the engines. This, so I'm going to say sixteen. Sixteen as well. Okay. Ooh, sixteen across the board. And who is our random driver, Chris? A random driver. I will generate. 
Number 78, that's not going to do it, is it? We've, we've not got a grid it. of 100 drivers. <laughs> the the, the moment we've time. all been waiting for. <laughs> um, he's instead driver number three, which is Kimi Raikkonen. Kimi we've got Raikkonen. back-to-back Ferraris. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> Who's first? I think it's probably... I think on. that Mercedes... This should be a Mercedes track, in theory. Um, so I'm going to go for fourth for Mr. Raikkonen. Fourth. Hmm. Uh, I think it's you this time, Chris. I was also thinking. I'm sure we're going to end up with exactly the same be... predictions across oh, the board. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Come on! Come on! <laughs> no, if I change my mind now, he will be fourth. So I've got to stick with fourth. <laughs> fourth. Okay. Uh, where are you? I swear I'm not copying you. Well, we've both gone before each other. You know, there's only one point of difference between the two of you, so you know we'll both score zero anyway. So it doesn't really. What's going to be really upsetting uh, is if one of us gets a clean sweep, because the other one's going to be kicking themselves for that DNF <laughs> yeah. difference. Ooh, uh, he had a bit of a poor time. It was a long way off his teammate last last season. Kimi Raikkonen finished fifth, didn't mm. he? So forty-eight yeah. seconds down the road. Um, I am going to say, I think he might have. A, he's doing a bit better. I'm going to say third this season. There we go. I'm supposed to be different from both of you. I think in every single category, nice, except, nice for, no, except for the number of finishes. So there um, we go. Nice. So, yeah, as always, you can all join in and submit your predictions at backofthegrid.com. Uh, you have until the start of Q1 to make your predictions, so you don't have to do them a week in advance like we have to. So you can wait to see how uh, practice is shaking out if you want to. Um, prize every week for anyone who managed to get a clean sweep, and of course there will be a prize for the season champion. Uh, if you've not entered yet, don't worry about missing two races, because this week was so low scoring, you could probably <laughs> join in next week and still take yeah. the lead in no time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just to double, triple specify that the first prediction is fastest in Q3. Do not worry about penalties whatsoever. Yeah. And also, do remember there is a prize every week for anyone who gets a clean sweep. That's very important to remember that. <clears throat> yes, we've had uh, we've had people getting four both weeks actually so far. So it's uh, it's very much possible. It always tends to be either the first DNF or the number of finishes yeah. that catches people out. So. Yeah, it's it's difficult to get right, but if you do, there's a awesome prize coming your way, um, and that about covers it, I think, for this week, guys. Is has anyone got anything else? I think so. Pretty, been a pretty yeah. bumper week. Yeah, th- there's there's a load of news, so check out the internet <laughs> because we've not had time to <laughs> oh, we've not had brilliant. time to cover it. And the in, the internet the internet surprisingly is an excellent source of news. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and on that note, I think we can call it the end of the episode. So. Goodbye, everyone. Hope you enjoyed it. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. I think next week's podcast should just be <laughs> highlights of the race are available on the internet. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just calling that. This podcast is part of Brit Pod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritPodScene.com or BritPodScene on Twitter to find out more. Oh.